Hello and welcome to Hear From a Hero. I am your host, Matthew Riddle. I am the Executive Director for the South Central Ohio American Red Cross. And today I have two very special guests in the community, Jimmy and Robin Burrow. Jimmy was drafted in the NFL by the Green Bay Packers in 1976. He was an all-star defensive back in the CFL and before becoming a head coach for from 1981 to 2018. Uh, most recently, Jimmy was the defensive coordinator for our Athens uh, University Bobcats or Ohio University Bobcats. And uh, the last year he was the associate head coach as well. Uh, Robin is from Nebraska where Jimmy played his college football. She currently is the principal at Eastern Elementary School in Meigs County and a board member for the Appalachian Children's Coalition. They have three sons, Jamie, Dan, and Joe. Jamie and Dan are also very athletic as they both played college football as well at Nebraska. And Joe is currently the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, but made a name for himself right here uh, in Athens where he attended Athens High School from 2011 to 2014 uh, in the Plains. He led the school to three straight playoff appearances and their first seven wins in school history. And as much as I can sit here and talk about Joe's amazing college career, uh, his uh, record-breaking year, his senior year, and his Heisman winnings, it's really Joe's passion um, and his character for his community that is what I want to talk about today. And I think that's what makes Joe so special. And I'm so honored to have his parents here, um, Jimmy and Robin. How are you guys both doing today? We're doing well, thank you. We're good, thanks for having us on. So I wanted to get a little bit into kind of your history in Athens. Um, I'm assuming you moved here for coaching, Mr. Burrow? I did, we were at, uh, I had been with Coach Solich at Nebraska for a couple of years and then I'd moved on to North Dakota State. And then when he got the head coaching job here, he uh, offered me an assistant uh, a coaching position, defensive coordinator and coach the safeties. and. So we didn't know anything really about Ohio, but we knew about Coach Solich and uh, we believed in what he was uh, trying to, to get done here. And, and we moved to, uh, to Athens. I think Joe uh, Robin was in the second grade, correct? That's correct. Where did Joe go to elementary school? He went, uh, he finished out a second grade year. We moved in March of that year. He finished that year out at the Plains Elementary. And then after that, he went to Morrison Gordon. Okay, cool. So when did you guys, what was your first impressions of Athens? And then kind of twofold, did you expect to be here for, for 13 years and then call it <laughs> your home? Well, it was quite different to tell you the truth. I mean, we, we really uh, di didn't know what to think. Uh, when, when we first got here, it was uh, uh, just we weren't accustomed to, to really uh, the area and the culture and and uh, uh, but but the good thing is we'd lived in college towns so so that was good and you know as a football coach at uh, Division One uh, uh, college or really any level at, at the college uh, football you're 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 usually not at a place very very long but. Uh, so we were fortunate to, to be here now. I guess we're we're here 16 or 17 years, and I coached uh, for 14. And but if you'd have said, "Will you be here that long?" when we got to Athens, Ohio, there's no way we probably could have seen that uh, foreseen that uh, happening. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what's the thing you love most about you know being in Athens, living in Athens? I kind of put you I, on the spot. My, I didn't mean to. Yeah, from my point of view, it's definitely the people. 
um, the community is, is so was so welcoming when we when we came. I would say, you know, it was it was a different kind of culture from where we've lived before. So it took a little while to find our little niche of people. But, um, you know, the schools are great and the teachers were, were very accommodating for, you know, a, a new child coming into the school district and helping him to transition successfully. That was great. And um, we've really come to become great friends with a lot of people in the community. So for me, it's the people. Yeah, um, absolutely. And just, I mean, it didn't take us long to figure out it was a, a great place to, to raise a family. And, and so, uh, you know, we had, we had Joe and uh, he lived in, I guess, two or three different places. He was born in uh, Ames, Iowa, but you know, this, this is uh, where he call, where he calls home because uh, that's uh, when he moved here in second grade and, and basically has spent the rest of his years uh, here in, in Athens and, and continues in the Cincinnati. So right. for us. Yeah, our, um, so our South Central Ohio chapter that I'm the director for, um, I have Athens as one of my counties, I have nine others, um, but our main, um, our main headquarters is, is in Cincinnati uh, for our entire division. So it's really cool. Um, that Joe got to go to the Bengals. Um, so were you guys happy he was going to Cincinnati just in terms of you can don't really have to move. You can kind of just, you know, you're, you're comfortable in Athens and you have family and friends here. So was that kind of a bonus? It was definitely a bonus. It was um, really, to me, the best case scenario because he's just a couple of hours away. It's an easy day trip down and back to visit and or go to a game. So and then, you know, really most of their games even are within driving distance from yeah. where we are. So that was a really nice uh, benefit for us, especially after coming out of a couple of years of traveling back and forth yeah. to LSU, which we wouldn't change for anything in the world. And it was wonderful, but it was definitely taxing on our travel schedule. That's for sure. Yeah. And there was... There was speculation uh, before the draft that that maybe Joe uh, didn't want to play for the Bengals and and uh, but that was never the case really that's that's where where he always wanted to play because uh, uh, again close to home uh, it's a great franchise great ownership and and uh, uh, he had done research uh, along with us and and his his agents and uh, all things pointed in the, the direction of of him really wanting to play for the Bengals. So it all happened as we had hoped. Yep, it hurts for me because the best case scenario would have been him drafted by the Cleveland Browns. I do love <laughs> Baker. I am from Cleveland. I do love Baker Mayfield, but Joe is, uh, I think Joe is going to be something special. He already is. And I think this year is going to be a big year for him, especially since he has his friend Jamar Chase with him from LSU. So I'm expecting big things for Joe and I'm sure you guys too are as well. Um, and so I kind of want to talk about your, your, your impact in Southeast Ohio. And, and it kind of starts, at least for me being um, an outsider, I guess, looking into, into your family is, you know, Joe's memorable Heisman speech. Again, I, I went back and I rewatched it and you can tell a couple things. You can see how close he is to you guys, how much you're, you mean to him and how much he thanked everyone else and didn't really kind of toot his own horn, right? He thanked everybody. He was very emotional. Um, and I love the fact that he thanked his offensive line first. That was probably one of my favorite things he did. 
um, during mm -hmm. that speech. Um, but did you know uh, that Joe was going to bring up food insecurity during his Heisman speech? No, we we had no idea what his what his plan was for his speech. Or honestly, if it was about an hour before the ceremony, up to that point, we hadn't even talked to him at all about if he had prepared anything or mm -hmm. we had, we had no idea. So um, Jimmy went down to his his room just to make sure that he was uh, you know on schedule for getting ready and everything. And um, I'll let Jimmy tell you. The, yeah. his, his <laughs> what he walked into with with yeah. all of that but it's pretty amazing i think well i'll t let jimmy tell that part well, and I'll yeah, add we had, there okay. was so much going on in in, in new york uh, that that those few days i mean it was uh really a whirlwind we really hadn't, hadn't thought about the, the, the speech i mean you still didn't know 100 percent if uh if he had won or not but so i walked down there just to to check in with joe and and he was sitting at a desk with a real small, uh, basically an index card. And I said, oh, cool. I said, uh, what, uh, are, you, are you preparing something? He said, no, I'm just putting down a, a few, basically bullet points for what I uh, talk about. I, I didn't, I didn't uh, push the conversation anymore. And as a matter of fact, it's been now within the last year, uh, I looked in his suit pocket from that night. And as we were moving him, I think to Cincinnati, and and there it was. So um, I got it in a safe cool. place right now. And and uh, <laughs> but there, there's not much to it. And I think if he, if he watched it, I think once he got up there, he he may have glanced at it uh, a, a few times. But really, he was just uh, speaking from his heart. And and uh, that's where uh, the emotion came from. And and uh, his his uh, love for. Uh, Athens, Southeast Ohio, and, and his teammates and coaches, wherever he's been. So that's, that's where that all originated. So did you think, um, did you guys talk to, um, I mean, Joe, about the Athens food insecurity? Did he know about, um, no, nothing? <laughs> we, had never, his own we, had never we have never talked about the food insecurity. I think that that was just him, you know, noticing yeah. as he grew up that some of his friends didn't have enough, didn't have what he had, didn't have what other, some other kids have. Um, and I mean, to me, I, I'm very proud of him for, for recognizing that and then um, feeling it deeply enough to really make it a point of a platform that he had been given that day to make a difference. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, yeah, Very I mean, awesome. you get goosebumps. You get goosebumps when you watch it just because you can just see the passion. And when he says, you know, I'm up here for all the kids in Athens County. I mean, you just, you know, I'm 35, but I consider myself a kid sometimes. And it's just so <laughs> cool to know that that you have somebody um, that has your back in the community. And um, the aftermath of his speech uh, was about, what, 350,000 or so donations to the, um, the Athens Food Bank. Yeah, the initial the initial donation was about that. I think then it grew to five to eight hundred thousand. And I think Jimmy just found out the other day that it's it's over a million dollars now um, that have that's come in 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 his honor or in his name. 
Um, so that, I mean, that's just overwhelming. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful that there are some corporate sponsors that have um, donated, you know, some pretty significant money, um, which is, you know, that's how to make a huge difference right. when you start getting that kind of backing. Yes, it's great to think that uh, 31 seconds of, of a young man's uh, words can can have that that big of an impact. And, you know, the food pantry eventually uh, really uh, grew into uh, a partnership, I guess. Uh, Robin knows a little more about the, that. It's so with the so foundation, the, the, the foundation for Appalachia, Ohio. Because um, to me, it seems like he, Joe does this speech and he raises money, but that wasn't enough for him. He, he kind of had to take it another step and he did the, the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Yeah, so once, um, you know, it's kind of crazy because the food pantry, it, the people who run that are primarily a bunch of volunteers who give their time, yeah. including the treasurer who happened to be our neighbor, which we had no idea of until... <laughs> until the day after Joe's speech. And we were actually, uh, well, quite honestly, we were in a, in a elevator, a service elevator, trying to get Joe from where the pictures would, were being done to where the, um, the banquet or the gala was gonna be. Um, and I had gotten a, a text message from our neighbor that said, and we didn't even know anything about this whole donation thing going on. So I got a text message from our neighbor that said, hey, did you know that we have, we've gotten $25,000 for the food pantry in the last 12 hours? And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, first of all, how do you even know? But apparently her husband is the treasurer for the food pantry, wonderful people who are, happen to be our neighbors. And, um, and it just grew from there. We had no idea about the GoFundMe or anything at that point. So mm -hmm. um, I think it was. Will Drabel, right, Robin? Yeah, Will Drabel had organized the GoFundMe. That's true. And we didn't know Will at that point either. We knew that um, he, I messaged one of my friends who has some older daughters that are close to Will's age. And I said, do you, mm -hmm. who's Will Drabel? <laughs> they said, well, he graduated from Athens High School and he's a part of Sunday Creek Horizons. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, all of this is just kind of crazy. I mean, it's really a crazy story how it all has just kind of come full circle with all of our relationships with those people at this point. Yeah, because the the endowment, you know, that's going to actually sustain, hopefully, funding for the next, you know, five to 10 years, maybe more. And that's that's yeah. the most that's probably the coolest thing about this is, you know, it's more of a long term thing for our area because, um, you know, poverty is not going anywhere in, in Athens, unfortunately, and we can try our best as nonprofit leaders and community members to help. But it's just um, it's it's amazing that there's something like that kind of built and um, sustainable. Yeah, we're we're very happy that it, the the money that's come in has been able to to develop some additional outreach um, food distribution in other areas. They they're not running out of food yeah. <laughs> every week anymore like they were, which um, is, you know, it's a, it's a true blessing for Southeast Ohio. Okay. The great thing too about it is everybody are, are so many people want to want to uh, help and, and build on that. I mean, we, uh, 
you know, we were talking about the painting behind me, that part of the, the guy who, who did that painting, some yeah. of the proceeds go to the, uh, not only the Athens Food Pantry, but the Baton Rouge Food Pantry. And uh, there's just all kind of people that, that tie uh, some of their work or in, into, into uh, fundraising for uh, the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the, and the Food Pantry. It's really also heartwarming. His, yeah. to, it's really heartwarming to know that there so many people want to give, and I think that this has been an avenue that has um, been that you know, I guess the platform that Joe had created the avenue for giving. Really, right. people there people want to give, and they they just don't necessarily always know how to do that in in a productive way. Yeah, well, let's let me try to help with that a little bit. So for the audience listening, I'm going to put in the comments of this as we post it, a link to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Um, but also, if you're more old school, you can mail your donation to the Foundation for Appalachia, Ohio, uh, P.O. Box 456, Nelsonville, Ohio, 45764. And you can designate that to the Joe Burrow Relief Fund. Or you can contact the foundation directly at 740-753-1111. So, Robin, I wanted to ask you a quick couple quick questions. What what makes you want to be a principal? Why do you want to be an educator? <laughs> Is there something that uh, maybe when you grew up or um, as you got older, you wanted to be an educator? Yeah, so um, education is my second career. When I um, first graduated from college, um, a long time ago, <laughs> I went into fashion merchandising, but um, through the course of honestly a several moves because of coaching with uh, after Jimmy and I married, uh, I ended up working part time at a school at Joe's elementary school in Fargo and figured out very quickly that I thought that that would be something that I would really like and that I could really make a difference in a lot of kids lives. So when we moved here to Ohio, I went back and got my education, my elementary ed degree and a certificate and started teaching at Morris and Gordon and um, was lucky to get a job right after I graduated. And um, I also knew that I probably wanted to go into leadership, educational leadership, yeah. just to make, honestly, to make the most of making a difference. Right. Um, so I've been a principal. This is going to be my sixth year. So um, I'm really excited about it. That's so cool. What do you love most about being a principal? Um, <laughs> honestly, helping, helping to guide my teachers into making a big difference in the most amount of children's lives that we can. And, um, and working with families and trying to help them, guide them through some of the challenges that they all go through every single day. Yeah, I love that. My mom was a was a home ec teacher for 30 years. Um, and wow. I, I kind of get that rush of, of teaching too. We have a pillowcase project and a Pedro the Penguin project that we teach um, from K to third grade, um, where we just kind of, you know, I'm able to go into a school and I can do a presentation for half an hour. And, and really what it does is it, um, it gives the kids uh, information about fire safety. It gives them information about tornado safety. Uh, we talk about coping skills. And then the best part about it for me 
is the the children get to take home a packet and when they take home that packet it goes to the whole entire family unit yeah. so the parents get to see it and inside there is going to be um, maps of how to get out of your house um, you know make a plan also if you need a smoke alarm we come out and we install them for free so especially oh. in so especially you know in southeast ohio where it's very rural rural sorry yeah. Um, and and hard to reach. I think something like that is is what we try to do at the Red Cross is um, promote our services and promote education for our youth. So I, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, that's that's a that sounds like a great program. I yeah, would... I can yeah, I can definitely send you some some information afterwards. That I love doing great. it. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, because um, it is a big difference for rural communities like this because they have all volunteer fire departments yep. who and it takes a while for them to respond mm -hmm. to to house fires and um, unfortunately our school has been um, affected just even last year in the last year we've had three families who have lost their homes and wow. you know part of that is because they're you know the response time is is too long yeah so. for the for the fire department to get there yeah. and put the fire out and all that. Yeah. Um, so thinking about your your education and your, and your passion for that, is that how you kind of got started with the Athens, or I'm sorry, um, the Appalachian Children's Coalition? So the coalition actually, well, kind of, because um, my relationship with uh, Tom Davis, honestly, through Jimmy at Ohio University, um, he and Will Drabold, who we had come to know through Joe's speech and the GoFundMe for the food pantry, um, those two relationships really is how I was introduced to the Appalachian Children's Coalition and kind of one of the initial people to start get that ball, getting that ball rolling. So um, those two relationships is how that happened. And um, the coalition is really a, a small core group of people initially, um, but then our advisory board really expands to, I think it's close to a hundred people, I think now or organizations now. Um, and we're really just trying to um, make, make Columbus, make the, um, all of the political people who um, help to, or make the decisions about funding more than anything, aware of um, the lack of access of broadband, of mental behavioral health specialists and mental behavioral health crisis care in Southeast Ohio and, and other Appalachian counties. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we have to advocate for ourselves, don't we? You know, being in leadership positions and being in a, a rural area in southeast Ohio, you want to make sure that, um, hey, Columbus or or wherever you're making all the decisions, don't forget about us. And um, absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, we just had a strategic planning meeting a few well, several weeks ago now for the coalition. And as we sat and reflected on the past year, it's really only been about a year that we've been together Um really reflected back on why why each of us came to be on the board. And, you know, it was a resounding, uh, I guess, all of us were on the same page as far as wanting to have a, help the children of Appalachia have a voice 
so that we can um, help them to bridge the gap of the funding disparity between the rural counties of Appalachia and you know more some of the more urban areas. Right. Um, gaps in internet access is, is a big problem, um, especially for, I mean, even it affects the Red Cross as well. I mean, we have uh, volunteers who um, need to get their training done and, and some of their uh, initial classes done via internet. Um, a lot of the, since COVID-19 happened, all of our uh, disaster response, you know, for local home fires had to be virtual. So if you're in Athens and surrounding counties where there's no internet, you kind of had to maybe be on the sidelines for a little bit doing something else with the Red Cross because you don't have the right internet um, to be, to, you know, to help out. So yeah. it's something that, that, that we look at and um, I'm really hoping that you guys make some, some really good headway on that. Is, is there a way um, for the audience listening, whether they're owners of a business um, or individuals in the community to kind of help out with this coalition? Well, there are, um, we are, our, our website, you can go on and you can become a partner. Um, and we definitely are always looking for experts in any field to help us gain knowledge about how to communicate with um, a lot of our state representatives and senators. I think it's really important that anybody who has expertise in any of those fields, um, they can come to us for, and we can help to provide a platform for communication. Um, we're really working hard to build those relationships with the decision makers. And I will say that, you know, the governor and um, the Lieutenant governor have both really stepped up um, really a lot um, to, especially in the area of broadband, the Lieutenant Lieutenant Governor has really um, ha has really stepped forward and is making big strides and putting some money towards trying to get that final mile um, rolling out here um, in the Appalachia area. Okay, is, is and, and what we'll do too, I'll get maybe a link to the website um, below as well. So people want to check it out, they can go on there and, and see what it's all about um, in more detail and, and, and like you said, see how they can maybe get involved with that would it. be great. Um, you know, you mentioned disasters and fires, and and I, I just want to ask, um, just because I see Joe back there in that LSU jersey, it makes me really upset. Um, but uh, <laughs> I wish that was Ohio State. However, um, when you were at uh, maybe when you're in Louisiana, just because of the amount of hurricanes and flooding that that region gets, um, whether it was there or maybe in Mississippi, uh, Jimmy, when you grew up. Um, do you have any Red Cross stories? Have you seen the Red Cross mission in action at all in, in terms of disaster response? Well, I can remember uh, growing up in Mississippi, uh, uh, we, we were about uh, four or five hours from, from the coast. My dad, uh, he was a, a assistant superintendent. He was in school administration, but he was over 20 years in the National Guard. And so we, we did hear about hurricanes and tornadoes and things like that. And my dad uh, uh, got, got deployed to uh, Biloxi Gulfport, the Mississippi Gulf Coast after one of the big hurricanes. Uh, I, I was probably uh, 10 or 12 years old, I can't remember, but you know, from, 
right then you you on the news and the newspapers it, it talks a lot about not only the national guard but working with the with the red cross and uh um in 2011 the the small town that i grew up in uh, until fifth grade both of my parents grew up in smithville mississippi and um I actually happened to be in Mississippi uh, that day, not in Smithville, but uh, a tornado basically ripped through there and and uh, tore down the whole whole city. So, you know, again, I can remember the Red Cross being being one of the first responders to to try to put the pieces back together. And and uh, uh, Rob and I have both lived in Iowa and Nebraska and North Dakota and uh, floods, tornadoes, blizzards. <laughs> Know, all of those things and uh, uh, anytime you turn on the news and, and one of those uh, kind of uh, uh, bad situations uh, the it, you know the first people you you see are are uh, representatives of the Red Cross so uh, we know about it and uh, uh, certainly appreciate everything that's been done over the, the many many years that it's uh, it's uh, been been a part of, of everything. Yeah, it's it is an it's an honor to work for the Red Cross. It's such a passion of mine. My um, my dad passed away from pancreatic cancer in 2014, um, and it was stage four, and they only gave him about four months to live. Um, but he ended up getting platelets and red blood cells from the Cleveland Clinic, and all of that blood is donated by Red Cross donors. So for me, it was you know working this this job is a way for me to. Um, give back to him. And if I can give people just, you know, convince one more person to go to a blood drive and give blood, um, maybe they can have more time with their family member. And, you know, the reason I bring that up is we, we have so many services. We do um, service to armed forces where we help veterans that are um, overseas or coming home. Obviously we do blood drives and disaster relief. Um, and we also do training classes and, and, and CPR classes. So, I'm really hoping that as you know, I'm Brad, directing. You know, Robin, it's okay. Don't worry, Robin. Um, in the future, here as director in mm -hmm. Athens, that we, you know, as hopefully as COVID starts to kind of maybe, um, maybe go away a little bit, we can get out in the community more, and I can talk more about everything that we do with the Red Cross. Um, and well, Robin and I both uh, during the pandemic. Uh, visited uh, one of the the places here in town and and uh, uh, you know I don't I don't think we could have survived the the pandemic without uh, the, the great work that the Red Cross does with the with the blood drive and they they continue to to uh, be instrumental in, in battling this this disease yeah I mean every two seconds someone needs blood it's it's always a huge need for us um, and like you said, it, you think about, hey, what's your Red Cross story? I didn't really have one until someone told me about the blood program. I started to think about, you know, my dad and, and all that stuff. So, um, and I know Joe was, Joe's high school football team was honored with the Red Cross before I was director, I think maybe five or six years ago um, for a hero's breakfast, I believe. Mm -hmm. They were. I don't think we, we attended that, but uh, that I think we were. And again, yep. that was another great thing about football and athletics. It, it just, uh, uh, you know, it brought brought so many different mm -hmm. people together uh, uh, and and uh, shed light on a lot of lot of different different situations and publicity for for things like like the Red Cross, mm -hmm. the 
food pantry and and all of those things and uh you know we're certainly big supporters of, of athletics and uh, it, it does a lot of good uh, around the country yeah because i was told um by the the previous executive director jane Patton that the award really wasn't given to them just because they won a bunch of games it was because how polite the kids were how the community kind of rallied around it rally around the football team. I think that just, again, goes to show how, how small and, and tight knit and caring our community is. Um, our best, you know, some of our best um, disaster responders are from Athens. We sent um, a, a young lady to California about two weeks ago to help with the wildfires. And anytime there's a national disaster, we have about three or four people that are always at the top of the list. And I always credit that back again to the community in Athens and how um, they just really embrace um, the mentality of always trying to help each other and help each other be out. So um, to kind of wrap up, is there anything that the Red Cross can do or the community can do to help, to help both these initiatives we talked about? We talked about the hunger relief and we've talked about um, your coalition, Robin. Just any last words that, that you guys would want to maybe mention here? From my perspective, I feel like... Um you know, just continually bringing um, and talking about bringing uh, either of these two issues um, to the forefront and everyone really just keeping other people's best interest in mind all the time. You know, I mean, we just, yeah. as, a, as a human being, as a community, as, um, our family in Southeast Ohio, as a community of family, we just have to continue to really keep our, our hearts open, our eyes and ears open to try to help. And, and I think that every single person can make a difference. I mean, if you look back at Joe's speech, he was one person who said maybe a hundred words in 30 seconds that made a huge difference. And I think that, that that is something that we all need to realize is that we all have our own platforms. It might not be on national television mm -hmm. to millions of people, but we all have a platform and maybe it's to the person that's standing in line with us at the grocery store and they might need to just hear a word of encouragement or it might be on a podcast, you know, whatever right. it is. We all have a platform that we can make a difference every single day. And I think that keeping um, that in the forefront of our minds and knowing that we can all make a difference in a positive way is really important. Anything for, from you, Jimmy? Well, I, I'm trying to get my t-shirt on here. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, just, just a kid from Athens. And then we have, we have other t-shirts. It says just a kid from Southeast Ohio, but uh, you know, they're, that's, we're all just a bunch of people uh, from, from Athens and Southeast Ohio and, and across the country that, that can, can do so many, so many good things. And you just, you don't know until you, until you try, until you uh, jump on board something, whether it's a Red Cross or, or, uh, or the food pantry or, or, or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, we just encourage everybody to, to take that step and, and uh, 31 seconds of, of Joe's speech uh, were powerful words and, and everybody can, 
can speak that their mind and, and everybody has powerful words that can make a difference. And uh, we hope uh, that they, uh, they will do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm completely honored to, to do this again. Um, Jimmy, thank you so much um, for, for coming on and Robin, thank you for taking time out of your day. Seems like you're at school. So um, this is going to be the end of our podcast. And, and like I always say to, to our audience, uh, put good into the world and good will come back to you. And um, thank you so much. And uh, I hope that I can talk to you guys again soon. Thank you, Matt. You're All right. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for tuning in to Hear From a Hero. If you would like to learn about more ways that you can help support the Red Cross, like becoming one of our volunteers, you can go to our website at redcross.org volunteer.